of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo! Yo! How are you, man? Fantastic. How about yourself? I've never been better. Good. Glad to hear it. What a day, a Great huh? day, huh? A lot of big news. Well, the, some of it started last night, and then there was yeah. really big news this morning. Bill Belichick. Yeah. He's, uh, he's out. And the question is, did he get fired, or was this actually Yeah, probably mutual. mutual. I saw, I was watching, uh, what is it, The Herd, and uh, I don't remember who was saying it, but one of them was saying they believe. You know, they always say, oh, well, we've d- decided to part ways, or whatever. And a lot of times they say that when someone got fired. But he was saying, I, on th- this one, I believe it. Like, I think they both decided, like, you know, hey. That's saying great. Right. I'm going to go do something else. But the thing is, that I hadn't considered at all, they were talking about it on Nick's show. He's 71 or 72 years old, which is crazy because I would have thought he was, like, 60. Yeah, I mean, he's right. always looked the same to me. And I think they were saying that Romeo Cornell acting as an interim again somewhere. Where is he? Uh, wherever he is. He's not in Texas anymore, right? I don't know where he is. But uh, that he's the oldest coach at, like, 73. Huh. I was like, okay, but I don't think... Well, that's because Pete Carroll was let go. Exactly, too. that's right. it. And did you watch Pete's speech? We'll play that later, but did you see him last night? Uh-uh. I wondered what your thoughts were. Oh, you didn't I see didn't it? I didn't see it, no. Oh, good. Well, that's good, because that was kind of a, a big news story that kind of transcended uh, sports. But yeah, Bill Belichick is out, so now that all the talk in the sports world is, where will he go? And they said there's maybe never been a time in NFL history where you had... you know, Every year you have a Black Monday, and coaches get fired. But there's maybe never been a time when there's been a, so many... Great people available to coach your team that are out there because you got multiple people. Now, Pete Carroll's done, right? Well, I mean, that's I, it, maybe, he, but they said he was fired. So, yeah, and, and I heard that he didn't want to quit coaching, right? So, I guess we sort of assumed he was done because of his age, but if I mean, he was, I think, fired. I don't, don't want to get this yeah. wrong, but they were reporting it as fired. That's how they said it on the news, right? So, that doesn't mean necessarily that he, it's just like anything. You could say you're done, and somebody says, Well, what's the dollar amount, right? How much? How much is it going to take to get you back? Because I would think someone would want Pete Carroll. Someone probably wants Bill Belichick. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, and we don't know what's going to happen in the in the college world. Although, although has there been any? I mean, I shouldn't say person alive. Uh, somebody wants Bill Belichick. There's no doubt about it. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. But has there anybody that's been that high up? Like if Bill Belichick would have quit after a Super Bowl. Yeah. How much? I mean, I think anybody at any team, maybe almost any sport, would have fired their coach and hired Bill Belichick. Right. But now, after Brady's gone, is it like, I, I got to think there's owners that are like, well, uh, is he that great? Is he that great? Like, it would I, have to be a team that fired their coach for having an abysmal like season. Like, or, or maybe even L.A., I don't know. And they say... The, he's better than what we had, we right. think, and it's worth a shot. But maybe worth a just, shot. Yeah, because the other question is... I think is, it probably anybody would probably take him still because as soon as you hire him, the ticket sales go up. That's Fan a, base that's is a good excited. Point. That's so, a good right? point, yes. But I, there's probably a, part of, a lot of owners and GMs are like, 
don't know how great he is. He wasn't great before he had Brady, and he wasn't great after he had Brady. And I'm looking around our roster, and no one on this team is named Brady. Yeah. yeah. Now, he wouldn't take a job. I'm just making sure. There's no way a guy like him at his age and with his resume, he wouldn't take a job as a defensive coordinator somewhere, right? That's off the table. I wouldn't think so. Unless he just really loved the game and said, like, I don't want to be the head coach anymore. I don't want that here on me. I I can run a defense, and I'm going to be the defensive coordinator. I didn't know if that, you know, the idea of something like that. I wouldn't think so, but maybe. It depends on those guys' egos, you know? I I don't know him. I have no idea. I assume they all have some people doing it. You know, some of them. Yeah. What about a lot of guys do it after they've been head coaches? But he's different, right? Like a lot of guys do he's it. He's Belichick. Know. He's I Belichick. Mean, Schwartz was a coach of the Lions. Now he's a DC in Philadelphia or whatever, right? right? I mean, but Belichick is what the third most winning coach. Yeah, I mean, it'd be hard for him to go and work for somebody else. I think it might not even be an ego thing, where it's like, well, who am I going to go to the Jets, right? And listen to this coach tell me what to do, right? That's where it would be hard. Well, and, and there's so many scenarios here, too. Because By the way, if you're a radio station, I ain't got that ego. If it's the Quad Cities, you got, some, you got some dip-ass PD. I'm like, yeah, let's do I'm it. not really going to listen to him, but... Let's go. I'm I in. Don't go. Like, I don't have it. I don't have that ego Absolutely. at all. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, Dubuque, like, no, East Dubuque. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I've heard the East is nice. Exactly. Uh... How old's our boss? He's 12. He's sure. never done this before. Never done this. It's actually just an internet radio station in his basement. You got it. Great. Yeah, right, Health insurance? Right. Well, we're hoping someday. Uh, in yeah. Dallas, obviously Dallas is in the playoffs, but everyone is saying that if they lose, Mike right. McCarthy might be out. So then someone would want him, I would think. Yeah. But of all the coaches that are available, and of course we don't know what Saban's going to do, right? I, I mean... Saban's retired. He's, he's done? He's done. He's done he's for, for sure. Okay. He's done. So, uh, There's no way he off to start ta- again. He's ta- off. Taking him off the table... I would, as a, and of course, what do I know? But if I'm running a team and I'm looking at who's available right now, I would take Mike Vrabel. Like to me, Mike Vrabel's a big. I name. think he's a good coach. Maybe I mean, it's I just have an be, illusion. You have but to be honest. No, he's a great coach. He's and like I think a good coach to me. Harbaugh. I mean, as much as I'd like him to stay in Michigan, that guy continually like yeah, to. He, he I, from what I can tell, he's basically like, show me the money. Yeah, of course. Every time, this is what I want. I yep. want a ton of money and complete control. Yep. And then he goes in an interview, and he acts all weird, and they say, what do you want? And he's like, a ton of money and complete control. And they're like, we're not going to give it to you. And he's like, good. Right. Then he just goes back. That's that. Right. Like, so, so weird. It is. And, and it's also, you've talked about this before, but teams that have good teams, they're winning in the regular season, they make it to the playoffs, they might even win a playoff game, but they fire their coach because they yeah. can't quite get to the Super Bowl, and then they end up going through years of trying to find a coach that can just get them back to where they were. I mean, the Chiefs did it in my lifetime with Schottenheimer. Couldn't get over the playoff hump. Oh. They got rid of him. I and, argue with so many people who wanted to fire Harbaugh after like three years. I'm like, guys, we're winning 10 games a year. <laughs> right, right. He took over a team that won four or five. We lost to Rutgers. Yeah. Don't fire him. It's an improvement. Ever, it's ever. an improvement. I don't care if he goes 10-2 and two for the rest of our lives. It's better than where we were. It, yes. We exactly. Don't, we don't lose the Rutgers Let's anymore. be a winning team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if no, we win a national championship, great. Yep. That's all gravy, but let's win 10 games a year. I agree. I mean, when they fired Andy Reid in Philadelphia, they brought in Lazo. What's that guy's name? The yes, Nebraska did the same thing. Chuck me on Twitch. Chip, oh, Nebraska. Oh, Chip Nebra- Kelly. Good recall, yep. Snowcone. Yep. They brought in Chip Kelly. Like we're going to do this, and it's like, yep. well, that doesn't work. And here's Andy Reid now winning yeah. the Super Bowls. I mean, you know, I just think these people can get a little too demanding. They and then really it takes can. Years. Texas. Yes. It, Nebraska. Texas. Texas. Michigan did it. They fired Lloyd Carr, and then they almost did it again with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, what was the coach's name in Texas that they fired a couple years ago that they did the hard knock? Well, they I did like Matt Brown. Uh, who's the guy that Matt I like? Matt Brown was the guy that was there that just won 10 yeah, games yeah. a year, and they're like, you're yeah. not good enough. And then he went to North Carolina and turned that team around. He's like 107 years old. Yeah, but they got that younger guy who... Uh, Tom Herman? 
Uh, he's a coordinator of some sort now oh, somewhere. But Sark? Are you not talking about Sark? I'm talking about the guy who had now. the disabled son, and he was on Hard Knocks. They went home. He had a severely disabled son. He took the cameras into his house. I don't. Mm, he, I, that I don't that know. was when Texas. That was when Texas was making it to the playoffs. I mean, they were doing pretty good, I thought. And then next thing you know, he's out. I mean, you talk about the dollar amount too. Bring this all back to Denzel Washington and the Equalizer because we've been talking about that this week. You watch all three of them yet? I did. Okay, so you know he said this is my last one. Yeah. And I saw an interview with him and Dakota Fanning where they were promoting the movie, and the woman's like, "I think it's Entertainment Tonight or something." She says, "So, so you're done?" He goes, "I'm done." He goes, "They can make another one, but I'm not going to be in it." She goes, "So there's no dollar amount?" And he goes, "Well, what's the dollar amount?" And it's <laughs> right, like yeah. he goes, "Just put it, say it now, say it on camera. I want it right. on record." And that's that goes from a lot of people, right? Sure. Maybe not all, but a lot people that right. could say like, "I think I'm done." And then you say, well, what about this paycheck? And you go, yeah, okay, I'm all in. But it is interesting. There are a bunch of coaches that have pretty good resumes that are available. And in the past, when your team needs a coach, you're lucky. You're lucky if a team somewhere fires one of those coaches who's winning 10 games a season. You're, you're ecstatic. You're like, yes, bring, like the Chiefs getting Andy Reid, right? Yep. You're like, yes, bring me that guy. This year you've got Belichick. But even Rabel. the Chiefs did it. How long did it take? They're you know, like, oh, Schottenheimer can't win a playoff game. Right. Well, And, it, and then we had Gunther Cunningham. It, yes, it just right. went on and on and on. And we were like, Jesus, please <laughs> bring Marty back come Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah. Right. And, I, and I see it happen to other teams. I'm like, I know that feeling. I know that feeling. You're winning a lot of regular season games and you're making to the playoffs, but the owner or GM or whatever says not good enough. So now you've got all these coaches with great resumes. And in the college world, there was all this talk yesterday about Dan Lanning. Yeah. And he's our our buddy. He went to school uh, near here. He used to listen to the show. Yeah. He's called in. He's a friend of the show. Yes. Finished the show. Lazo and him text almost daily. And uh, weekly. Weekly. Okay. You text weekly. You talk more than you and Harbaugh talk. Absolutely. You're you're definitely closer with him than, than Harbaugh. And uh, he's just become, I mean, in, in a year, in the span of a year, he's gone from, like, a, a name to a huge name. Yeah. I, it's crazy. I, how, well, this I is his second year at Oregon. Right. But don't you think that at the end, but the beginning of this year, I'm saying he was already a name. He was Dan yeah. Lane. And, like, people thought he was I good. think people, when he, he left Georgia, he was a Georgia's defensive coordinator. When he left there to go to Oregon, people were like, oh, I think that's a good hire. Yeah. And then this season, it and feels then like, it's like, oh man, then last year they're good. And then this year, it's this like, year's Dan just Lanning. been like, damn, he's the dude. And now yeah. everyone's talking about him. So then you have Alabama come up in the news, and everyone and thinks, oh. Because also, he started as a, one of his original jobs was a grad assistant oh, yeah, yeah, at yeah. Alabama yeah, you told me under that. Nick Saban. Kirby Smart worked for Nick Saban. Kirby Smart left and went to Georgia. Dan went to Georgia, and Dan became Kirby Smart's defensive coordinator before he went to Oregon. So all those guys are in the Nick Saban tree. So Kirby, being younger than Saban, goes to his rival in Georgia and starts coaching there. Well, everybody's saying, this guy's got two years, put together a great team. He's younger than Kirby, and he's Kirby's his mentor. Alabama hires him. Now, you, same, dyna- same dynamic. Right, right. Right. Only you've got the younger guy. Right. And last night when we heard the news, there was a lot of concern that your friend, our friend, might end up in, in Alabama. Alabama. And Lazo just can't put on the Alabama shirt. We can't yeah. do it. We can wear our duck stuff with pride. Sure. But the Alabama thing was going to be tough. Still friends, but just, you right. know, not quite as conspicuous. So there's some news about that, which we will give you next, because I feel like it's right. pretty big news, right? I, well, yeah. And. I have personal news, too. Okay, so we'll, we'll, right, we'll, we'll give it all to you. We'll break it coming up next. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right. Okay, so 
To continue our conversation from earlier, the big right. uh, college news last night was about Alabama, and we were worried that our buddy Dan Lanning, the coach at Oregon, right. might be headed to Alabama. Then I get home last night. I'm getting texts from people saying, hey, he's in Alabama. Yeah, he's in Tuscaloosa. He's in Alabama. He's yeah. already there. This is happening. And I was like, well, it's going to be a lot harder for Lazo to wear the Alabama stuff than I, me. I, I don't do want it. to, but for Dan, I'll do it, right? <laughs> at least at least a T-shirt or something to make sure that he sees it. For Dan, I, I, I would do it. I mean, I'll be honest. If you they'll want, like, if he coached the Raiders, well, okay, then we. The, but Alabama I could do it. Lazo, I understand, no. it couldn't do it. Then this morning, I feel like we have updates. Yeah, and he posted a video. Yes, yeah, a very good. And the video is great. Like, I mean, it's great. It's on his X account. It's on his Instagram uh, account. I know for sure it's on Instagram because that's where I just saw it. And I think Lazo, you retweeted it. I did right? retweet it. Yeah. You can just go to Lazo's Twitter. It's just uh, at Lazlo the Buzz, right? Mm-hmm. And. Uh, the audio, here's the audio. So here it is. Everybody's saying Lanning's going to Alabama. That's the story all last night yeah. and all today. Everywhere in the college football world, yep. he's going, he's going, he's going. It's a done deal, it's a done deal, it's a done deal. And then he posts this. Four. Who has goals and aspirations? Raise your hand up. All right, everybody got goals and aspirations. You know how you get those? You be the best where you're at. That's how you reach goals and aspirations. That's how great things happen. It's not about worrying about the next thing. It's about worrying what's right in front of you. Six inches right in front of your face. I want to remind you guys what that means. You guys just got here, don't know them, right? But it means something to be an Oregon Duck. Everybody makes what? They all, they all make commitments and things that they're going to do. A lot of starters. The world doesn't have a lot of what? Finishers. We're finishers. I want to be here in Eugene for as long as Eugene will have me. This place has everything that I could possibly ever want. There's a little bit of a problem in society today with people looking for what's next and where, where there's an opportunity. And the reality is... You know, the grass is not always greener. In fact, the grass is damn green in Eugene. Boom. And then a big right. thing pops up on the screen that says, I'm not leaving. Right. right. And it, But it, the great thing about that video, too, where he's playing chess, is it says, if you're worried about your coach leaving, yeah, then come play for us because I'm not leaving when the so Ducks good. aren't going anywhere. So now every other coach... Who's thinking about taking that Alabama job, or if your name's been even thrown out there somewhere? Even Harbaugh might go to the pros. He's saying, "Well, well, as long as these coaches keep dicking with you, yeah, you can come here because I'll tell you, I'm not going anywhere. I keep, you know, even if he didn't turn down the job, right? Now, they may not even offer it to him. What a great video! It's awesome. And you speculated, like you know, they are in Oregon. Maybe all, Nike helped out or something because it's sure. a great video. It's a great it, video. It looks like something that you would think someone took at least a week to put together, if yeah. not longer. And he posted it this morning. And, you know, if you're not a huge college football fan, I've been trying to get into it this year. And as Lazlo has explained, the big thing now with players being able to, to switch teams yeah. and getting paid is how do you keep your team together and how do you keep players yeah. wanting to That's play? That's how you do it. So if you're kind of a How do you keep dick, your team together and then how do you poach other teams' players? Yeah. And that's how you do it. Pretty good stuff. I will say, if you're an Oregon fan, you can thank me. You told them. I texted, him, I texted him last night. Well, yeah. all this was going on. So he was probably saying in Tuscaloosa. He was in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> I texted him and just said, if you go to Alabama, me and you are done professionally. <laughs> I and like then that. I said a little gift. It just was like, we're done. And that was it. And maybe that was the moment. He goes, you know what? I don't want to lose, Laz. <laughs> Get me back on that plane to Oregon. The Church of Laszlo. Yo, yo I, got, right. I got something for you that maybe, maybe you've heard this before. I feel like if you'd heard it, you would have said something to me. We would have discussed it. We're not... Uh, maybe the best at, at being woke around here and being up to date on, you know, we try. You speak for yourself. Okay, myself. I think uh, I'm very I'm woke. Lazlo's very woke. He's very careful with his words. Um, and he takes time to think about what he says before he says it. Of course. I'm not, I'm not so good at that. 
And I also don't always know the rules. I want this to be a safe space for people. It, exactly. The, the whole show. Laza yes. wants the, the whole show to be a safe space for everyone. Everyone. Every person. Uh, there's a lot of things that you're not supposed to say. And some of them, some of these things, when you say them, you know you're being kind of rude or dismissive or sexist or racist or whatever. There's people that have that intent. Sometimes you say things and you don't have that intent, but people tell you, hey, even if your intent was good, you shouldn't say that, right? Okay. And we've learned a lot of those over the years. You know, the biggest thing, of course, I think that comes to mind is people now ask when they get a new job, what are your pronouns? Right? That, yeah, that, right. That's a thing in the office. Put it, people put it on their email. Here's my pronouns, right? So that's, I'd say, the biggest example of a lot of other things. Do you have your pronouns on your company email? I don't. I never update oh, that. I do. You do? Well, of course. I want everybody to feel welcome. I know. I'm, su- I'm supposed to. I was. I, I should. But, um, you know, I feel like the, all the new people, whenever the new people start, seems like that's a, that's a thing now. They know they got to put it in the email. And yeah. the bosses, from what I've heard people say, bosses at different companies, when they get a job, they ask them, what are your pronouns? So I know that. I've, I've learned the toughest what one is probably they, them. Uh, mine are he, him. He, him. Mine's he, her. I like to use both. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say they, but it, you know, I God. won't be. I won't be offended if you can't remember he, her. Then you can just say they. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did not know this one, and I, I'm guessing I should have known. It's probably old news. But when you get an STD, or let's just say you go in to the clinic to get tested for an STD. Those are my pronouns, by the way. STD and clinic. STD and clinic. Hey, what's clinic doing over there? So when you go to the clinic and you get the results, okay, they yeah. hand you this sheet. You don't have any results. You don't have any STDs. What do you say? What is the, what is the word that they say to you? If, you? if you got a clean bill of health, what do you tell people when you say, I don't have any STDs? I'm clean? Yes. Right? You say, I'm clean. Yeah. You say, hey, oh, I'm, but now I'm you clean. can't do that anymore because you now Do not. Shaming people say, with STDs. Because, because. Yeah, that makes sense. If you get the flu, if you have a cold, if you have allergies, People don't say you're dirty. When you get rid of the flu, you don't say I'm clean, right? Apparently, we you say only I have do a it. clean bill of health if you don't have cancer. I kind of thought that too. Like you could say I'm clean, like a clean bill of health, right? Uh, yeah. You know, I guess it is just a clean bill of health. But I was thinking the exact same thing. Like the doctor says I'm I'm clean, clean bill of health. I can I don't go know back the to doctor work. Says I'm clean, but clean, clean bill of health, health, right? I can go back to work. That's clearly whatever. where I'm clean comes yeah. from. But I, it, I I get it that STDs slash STIs we use dirty. When we, I don't. I guess we probably don't use it for other things. No. Would, do, do drug you, testing. That's true. Mm-hmm. That good one. Okay, I was trying to think of something else. Which if is you, probably derogatory. You fail a drug test, then you say, uh, "I was dirty." You came back clean, right? Or if you failed it, he came back dirty. Yeah, my pee was dirty, or I came back clean. Right. Okay, drug test is a, is a good one. But STDs, we do it obviously. Now, when you have an STD, you got to wait clean if you rob a bank. Well, that's true too. Yeah, you got to wait clean. Non disease stuff. Yeah, yeah. We could I'm use just it, trying to come know. up with stuff. Yeah. So, but right? they, I mean, that would be normal. Hey, you robbed a bank. Did you get away? I got away clean. Well, they're talking That's about... It, right? They're, That's like, you know, no... So that would mean, like they're saying, no you know, no stigma, I guess. Right. You didn't get caught. They're, they're proposing that... Well, it's like, did you have sex with that hooker? I did, and I got tested, and I got away clean. Right. So that would be something that they would say, you know, maybe, because they're specifically talking about... Because they're saying having, diseases, having being infected, sex, Being infected with any type of virus or bacteria. Having sex should be compared to robbing a bank. Well, they're saying that we that don't. Correct? Well, they're saying that we don't say clean or dirty when you have the flu or allergies or a cold, but or when you get a clean bill of health from your STDs, you say I'm clean. Now, when you have an STD, if you if it comes back that you have something, do you say I'm dirty? 
No. They say not necessarily, but I would say it's it's possible. I might. I don't think so. I could see myself saying I'm afraid my test is going to come back dirty. I don't think I would but do I don't, that. That doesn't sound right. Like I feel like maybe someone has said it somewhere, but I think the main thing that people say is I'm clean. You you don't have any STDs, then you say I'm clean. So we're not supposed to say that anymore. And I just try and keep you guys up to date because I know this program. I'm trying to think about what say clean too. I mean, I get it. Clean bill of health. I came back in my test. Did you? Hey, did you? Negative. I'm negative. Clean is a common way to describe someone's status surrounding sexually transmitted infections. But reducing STI shame and stigma requires that all people stop this practice and crucially understanding why doing so is necessary. Using the word clean to describe a negative STI test implies that if someone tests positive, they are dirty. Now, I did see a stand-up comic, and he was discussing this, and he said... And when I get an STD, I am dirty, right? He was arguing it. He was like, I am dirty, and I will say that I'm dirty. Like, if you ask me if I'm clean or dirty, and I know that I've got an STD, and I'm being honest, then I'm saying I'm dirty. I got an STD, and I thought, well, I know you're trying to be funny, but also I don't think that someone would actually say that. I don't now, think you say can, I'm dirty, You could right? think you're dirty. You might think, oh, I'm dirty, which is what this article's saying. They're saying that the reason you're so upset when you find it out you have an STD like is because like of the they're reaching, <clears throat> reaching for something on that side, because I just feel like, Yes, I know they would say it, but it feels more like that's a drug test. Clean and dirty feels more like if I said, "Hey, I just took a test and I'm clean." I don't think you would you're you wouldn't automatically think STD test, you'd think drug test. And if you said, "Hey man, I just took a test and came up dirty." You wouldn't think, "Oh no, he's got gonorrhea." You'd be like, "Oh, he took a drug test." Like that to me Yes, but I I agree. I think clean and dirty for drug tests is, is used exponentially more. Right. Because you, it's used every time. I mean, I right. think just about every single person says. I don't know how else you would say it. If you pass a drug test, then how else do you describe it other than saying I passed? You say, I was clean. I, I got a clean bill of health, like you said. My pee was clean, whatever. Or it was dirty. But they do, you know, I understand they say that we use it with that and yeah. that you say you're clean to describe when you don't have anything. They're saying you should not because obviously that implies that if you have something, it's bad. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, that connotes traits and states uh, of being that are uh, negative. And they say the truth is having a positive STI test has no bearing on who someone is as a human being. And so not only does it cause us to judge other people who have STDs, but when you get an STD, you may feel more shame. Uh, that you're, you know, keeping inside, that you're bottling right. up because of how society treats STDs right, so and the way we say? talk about them. Just don't say clean. Just don't. Well, say. What do I want us to say? So you can't th- just tell me not what to say. You have to tell me what to replace it with. See, I don't have any STDs. That's I, it. Yep, that was it. Just stop. So using hey, did you take your STD test? Yep, and you're like, yeah, came back. I came back negative. Yep, came back negative. I don't have any STDs. Just stop using the word clean. And I came and, back positive. Oh yeah, came back positive. Yep, we're throwing a party. Right, because positive would seem it does, but. Maybe it's because of the way we've treated it for so long. I mean, I do think there also is a reason that there, you know, sometimes is cause for concern. But that's a different issue. All they want us to do is stop saying clean. And I apologize that I didn't know this sooner because apparently this, you know, has been I just say, hey, did you pop the clap or not? Did you pop it? I think that's okay. <laughs> right. You know, bring some levity to it, right? Right. We all had it. You oh. piss hot gonorrhea or not, right. kid? Right. You're like, ah. Yeah, you got the drip, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You got the drip, snow cone? Not currently. No, he had the balloon. He had the he had the balloon. That's the worst thing that's ever happened to your genitals, oh, right? By far. When the guy had to, man, what a story! I could do an I could do an hour on that story <laughs> once a year at least. Lazo, the worst thing that ever happened to you was the uh, uh, gonorrhea. gonorrhea test. Yeah, it came back positive for gonorrhea. It came back. It was very positive. Right. I, yeah. Well, you, I didn't have to pee for it. 
What do you they mean? didn't test it through my pee. Oh, right. They did. Uh, my Q-tip came Q- back the hot. Q-tip. Yeah, the Q-tip hot. came back positive. Hot. Yeah, hot Q-tip. Are we allowed to say that? Yours. <laughs> we got a hot Q-tip in here. Hot stick. <laughs> Coming through. <laughs> Put your gloves on. I've heard they don't use the Q-tip yeah, I had a hot now. stick. I heard they don't use the Q-tip anymore, though, for that. Well, I told my doctor that that had happened, because I went back in and thought maybe I had a STD, yeah. but I didn't. Yeah. I, I think my wiener just hurt for some reason, but yeah. it was... Around the time where Snow Cone had his wiener Balloon donut penis? thing, yeah. Uh-huh. So I was like, whatever I got, I got to get this taken care of before someone has to pull no. it apart with a pair <laughs> of pliers. You caught it from Snow Cone? <laughs> well, no, but like you know, just a story just gets in your when mind. When my wiener starts to hurt, then yeah. I'm like, oh no, maybe of it's course. that, maybe it's an STD. Who knows what it is? Right. But he checked. I didn't have anything. But I told him. I said, he said, well, you ever had one before? I said, you know, years ago. Yeah. I said they put the cute, and he was like, okay. Yeah, my. I was like, what do you mean, okay? And he goes, yeah. I was afraid of that too. I just got one done. They didn't have to do like that a month ago, and I was worried about that. And like, no, we just pee in this cup. Yeah, yeah. I, I went to the free clinic for me, forever. I used to never have my doctor do it. I've had the same doctor since I was a kid. I never let him do it. I guess I just didn't want to cross that barrier, you know? Mm-hmm. But then it, eventually he was like, hey, do you want me to test you for STDs? And I was thinking, you know, it would be a lot easier if you do it than me going to another place all the time. So, because I'd gone to like Planned Parenthood and the free clinic. Yeah. So he started doing it. And I was worried, like, this is going to be a real test, right? I'm at the doctor's office. Hot stick, boy. Hot stick. <laughs> he said no Q-tip. He said he's never used a Q-tip to test for an STD. Mm-hmm. So uh, he said that, that, that the older test may have used that and that they're more... They put a, they put a hot now. stick up. Well, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a neutral stick. It wasn't a hot stick at the time. It right. came out hot. You like, went to the neutral stick hotel, <laughs> and they they gave you a neutral stick and they tested put it, it. They tested it. They ran, rubbed it around in a Petri dish yeah, right they, in front of me. Yeah, and, it and then they came back like five minutes later. An angry, like, yeah. angry face appeared in mold. <laughs> right. Nah. And they went, whoa, hot stick, hot stick. Call everyone you've been with. And instead, what Laszlo did was he just got the shot of penicillin. And uh, pretended like it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. And then the person he was dating at the time who. She he, got it. She got it. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. I'll go to the clinic with you. And we got tested and I was negative. Yeah. And it's like, mm, very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. We're going to doom scroll in a minute. We're going to doom scroll in a minute. There is right. some uh, sports news that we already covered a little bit of. Laszlo said he did not hear the speech that Pete Carroll I gave, didn't. which has been going viral. And I'm very. Could you imagine curious. if we still. I mean, the people in Seattle got to be. I mean, if it happens, you would have lost a national championship game, lost Pete Carroll, and maybe lost your college coach. Yeah. All in the span of three days. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Are they all rooting for the same? Are people in Oregon rooting for? They probably root for the Seahawks, right? I, I doubt it. No? Okay. I didn't know. I don't know who like, they wrote for, yeah. for in the NFL, yeah. but they hate Seattle. So. Yeah. So it's uh, quite a shakeup. And also, how many years? I mean, as I get older, of course, time goes by faster. So in my mind, the Seahawks, everything about them, Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, oh, yeah. the uniforms, it all still feels pretty new to me. And then I realize, oh, that's all over. Time, yeah. It's been a long time, and it's over now. They still were pretty good. I mean, they knocked the Lions out of playoffs exact, last year. I mean, I don't know why you got to get rid of the guy. Weren't they but, decent this year? It felt yeah, like I mean, they, they were winning were, games the they shouldn't place, have yeah. with what's-his-name. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got Gino, Gino right? and then the guy from Lee Summit. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I feel like that's a team. It's a lot like Tennessee, right? You look at Tennessee, and you go, yeah. hey, there's no one on this team except Henry. That's right. it. That's all you got. You really think this guy's a bad coach? That, to me, is a perfect example of what we were talking about earlier. It is. And the You're problem is, what you realize is that you've got a really good coach. Yep. And so, therefore, he wins you an extra few games that you shouldn't win. Yep. And so you don't get that first-round first pick. Yep. So if your coach really sucks, you get the first-round first pick, and that's good. And then you use him for a while, and then you got to fire him. Like, 
That's what's going to happen with Chicago. Yeah. They're going to get the first pick. They're going to take Caleb Williams, and he's going to suck, and then they're going to have to fire him, and Caleb Williams is going to have a different coach every three years, right? But if you're Pete Carroll or Vrabel or Schottenheimer, well, you're getting to the playoffs, right? Yeah, winning, you're winning regular season games. Yep. And you're doing it with a team that's not as good as the other ones, but you're yep. a good coach, and you figured it out. Not good enough to win a Super Bowl, but there, but now you're not getting any number one picks. Yep. And so, so when your do. team keeps staying, you're just good enough to stay at nine and eight or whatever it is. Unless you tell you him to sabotage the season. Exactly. You get an interim or you get your right. new coach, you get someone from college. All of a sudden you end up with that drunk guy on the sideline. And you're watching the Chargers with Vrabel win the Super Bowl. Right, yeah. I mean, I really think that Vrabel, yep. that to me is crazy because in my mind he is a coach that teams yeah. would want. And, of course, yes, Belichick is available, but ew, sure. take Vrabel over him. Anyway, anyway we'll do there's all other stuff to talk about, too. Yes, lots of non-sports stuff to discuss, too. Politics, hey, Iowa... The vote's about to happen. Nikki Haley and Meatball Ron, they faced off last night. I know you guys watched the whole thing, but maybe some of our listeners it Nikki, missed it. Hot bit. Stick Haley. Yeah, Hot Stick yeah, Haley. Hot Stick Haley. Oh, man, Hot Stick Haley. Meatball and Hot She's Stick going at it. Something oh, Hot Stick Haley. It's the Church of Lazarus. It's time to doom scroll with Slim Fast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. No. Yo. All right, we're doom scrolling. So um, yeah. last night. So your brother married a stripper? We'll get into it later. Okay. Uh, last night. Not recently, though. No, no, no. Okay. Last night, uh, Nikki Haley and Meatball Ron. Did you ever date a stripper? Oh, no, no, wait. It's not. Well, have you ever dated her? I mean, oh, that's right. The woman you bought a car. Yeah. I mean, you consider her a girlfriend. She does not remember your name. There was one girl that I uh, I, w- I wouldn't say that we dated. We drove. We 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 got together a few times. One time we drove way out south somewhere to a, a big truck stop she wanted to go to to get breakfast. And I was like, at that point, I was like, you know, I don't know that this is worth it because I was it was like an hour away from home at six in the morning, like on a weeknight, and this was kind of the only time she ever wanted to hang out because she worked late at the strip club. Yeah. And uh, so it didn't work out. So I'd yeah. say that's that's the closest. That in the car yeah. would be the, the closest. You. Well, I worked at a strip club. Oh, yeah. So did you date anyone? Well, girls used to come over to my apartment after this. I've always because... heard that that's how it works. They leave and go over to the DJ's house. Yes, and then I lived with like three dudes. What an, what we had a giant big apartment. So we up. would go home and there'd be 12 strippers in my yep, house. Yep. Remember that DJ? Oh, he left. There's a DJ that we know who's been a strip club DJ for a lot of years, and he told us, Man, the only thing so you got to do is dated. Like, no, you know, I don't think we fell in love or anything. But right. I, you, you know, hung out, hung out, and went to dinner or yeah. you know breakfast, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Sure, but that's that was, as far as I went. But it was a lot. Yeah, he said he got a hot tub specifically because he already knew he DJed other places, and he's like, they usually will come over to the DJ's house. And he's like, but now that I'm getting older, you know, it's not a guarantee that they're going to still want to come hang out. He's like, so I bought a hot tub, and he said once he bought the hot tub, that guaranteed that the girls. Still came over to his house every night after they closed down. He's like, the hot tub was key. He's like, you know, it was expensive, yeah. but I knew that if I had it, they would definitely still come over to the house every night. And it said it worked. He's like, sure. every night when we close, they come over. He's like, some nights I'm so tired, they just come over and they're there in the hot tub and I'm asleep in bed. Oh, yeah. There's like, plenty wow. of times where I'd stop somewhere or wouldn't work that night. I'd come home and there'd be yeah. 10 girls in my living room with my bodies just like, man. What a world. This is awesome. What a world. Yeah. It's... uh. They just knew the front door was open. Come in anytime you want. That was really our rule. Just come in whenever you want. That's what he said. It was like basically that was their second home. You can stay there. And he trusted all of them. And if there's someone he didn't trust, he would tell them, hey, you can't come over here anymore. That's that. I was like, man, what a deal. He's like, oh, this happens for every DJ. Yeah. And then you told me that you did the same thing. Yeah, because he said, he was like, man, every DJ. He's like, get a job doing it. He's like, you work here. He's like, it happens to everybody. And the cash is good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, back in the day. Like I said, I think it was 15 bucks a girl. 
That they they pay the DJ. They pay me straight up fifteen bucks just before they're allowed to work. Right, just like they have so, to pay the owner. You know, if there's twelve girls, obviously you do the math, one hundred and thirty yep. bucks. So they give you one hundred and thirty bucks before your shift starts, and then they tip you out. Yeah, and then the bartender tips you out. Yeah, and then do you get paid any type of hourly rate? Nothing. Oh, you get paid nothing. Okay. Nothing. Okay. Yeah. My hourly rate is the fifteen bucks from the strippers. I feel like there was a time when you could make a lot of money and not have to be in Florida or Vegas, but now with all the law changes, that money's states, right here, right now. Yeah, I think there is some. I, mean, I don't think, I just it's think probably it was different. changed much. It felt different in the '90s somehow. I feel like they were. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's. You know I bet what? You if I there's a strip while. club DJ right now. I bet she's making close to that right now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And there's strip clubs over here that I know nothing about, and I've never I even been to. Have so. Fifteen, you know, one hundred and thirty, and then they're making a couple hundred bucks a night. They trip you between 20 and 50 yeah that's another 200 you know you're making four or five hundred a night that's what we need we need a strip club dj with some it stories hard if you've been if you dj'd at a strip club or you are DJing and I did the day club, shift. or if you know someone get them on we'll i only did them. the day shift that's something the difference between day shift and night shift is something well i, guess I know the guy who, you work. who worked after me made more money than me yeah i was course. probably making three four hundred a day that's a lot cash that's a lot um yeah, and I mean, he was making more, but I didn't have to do the, hey, drop your socks and grab your, this yeah, is yeah. Quit Sheila. Quit and start that clapping. I, I didn't have to do all that stuff. Yeah. It was just the day shift. Yeah. It was like, hey, here's Karen. Make uh, sure to tip your waitresses. You know, you just kind of talk normal. What it was city? was day shift. They didn't want the sirens and stuff. You know what I mean? What city? Jacksonville. Okay, that, I didn't know if you were in the Keys or Jacksonville. Yeah, Florida has some sort of record the for strip clubs, I think. Club they have a lot in, in Florida. Florida. Tampa might have the most. Oddly enough, I'd never been to Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri, anywhere around there. The guy who owned the club, yeah, uh, his office was all filled with K-State stuff. He was a K-State graduate. Oh, really? Small world. Yeah. There, there you go. Uh, I never even thought about it. Just when I was there, I was like, oh, weird school to root for. I had my favorite spot, you know, when I was like in my early 20s and it was way out in the country. I don't think I ever took you there. I took Nick right there once. He thought I was kidnapping him. But I went there one time during day shift. You know, I was always there at night. But we were going out of town one time, me and my buddies, and I stopped there. My buddies got real mad. They didn't want to go to the strip club. But I was driving. I'm like, no, Reed, come on. We're going to the lake. We're not stopping. I was like, we're stopping. And we went in. I'd never been in during the day shift. I knew the day shift was different. I had no idea how different. And look, right. I am not in any way trying to be derogatory or anything else. I was just surprised. The women that were working there, there were only three of them. And honestly, Lazo, they were all probably 45 or over. Mm-hmm. And I never saw that at night. You know what I mean? I, oh, never, no. I never saw middle-aged women or older women at night. I couldn't believe how different it was. Yeah, it's, a, it's different. But it probably depends sure. on which. You're in Florida, so it wouldn't be I quite would the same. I the, the, uh, the day shift when I was in Florida, there was no older ladies. Yeah, I, I was surprised. Um, I've been in strip clubs, obviously, where the day shift was older ladies. I would say the day shift was more... Novices, right? They're learning to do. They're learning to do it. Yeah. Learning to make money. Getting comfortable Don't with feel it. Totally right? comfortable doing the. And then yet. some girls who were like, "Man, I got to make rent, so I'll pick up two shifts." Yeah. Okay. Right. So I'll that was it. It was day. like younger girls, really. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, novices to the trade. Right. Right. Those were the girls I had during the day. Man, you know, just being able and then to. At night, it was like real hot girls who were making money. Of course. Being able to exploit men is so great because Ugh. men, there are men who like everything. So it doesn't matter who you are, what you look oh, like. No, There's a course. guy who's dying to see you naked yeah. or to have you talk to him. I mean, right. in Japan, Rub they your do legs the, on him. In Japan, they do the uh, hostess clubs or whatever where they just talk. Just someone to talk to. I mean, but men, they always say men those will pay for clubs it. are so exploitive. And I'm like, no, I've seen the guy. I've worked in them. They're exploitive of men. Men, yes. It's a big building that says these women will like you. 
All you have to do is come in and Keep give us all cash. your money. Right. And you now like, you can't who's pay being rent. exploited? <laughs> right. right. Who's being exploited? Everyone walks out. You tell me you like me. Yeah. And pretend like you're my girlfriend for a couple hours and I'll give you my paycheck. Yep. Who's being exploited? Not the one getting a paycheck. No. And I've seen it happen over and over and over again when I worked in there. Like, oh, That's man. how it works. Yeah. No. All you'd have to do is interview them as they're coming out. The men now can't make the payments on their trucks. And they and all homes. think they have a relationship with them. I don't mean this in a That's bad way. That's common. Like you did with buying mm. that girl a car. Like you had some sort of... Connection. Connection. Yeah. She didn't feel that. She just wanted the car. No, but she she saw the weakness in exactly. me that she could exploit, and she exactly. came to so me immediately. Made, exactly. And like, I'm going to keep going back to him because there's something back, there. Back in my apartment, like, that guy gave me a, yeah. you know, he's going to pay for my first semester of college. Right. I'm like, God. yeah. Who's being exploited? Right. right. Yeah, yeah. I've always thought that's weird, that, that, you know, saying that strip this clubs exploit women. This guy paid for my like, boob job. Like, the, I'm like, The guys are the Jesus, ones sitting man. Just go and look in a strip club. The guys are sitting along a stage going, oh, right. oh, they're clapping their hands like And I'm always kids. like, hey, pay for the boob job. Not the college, man. We're going to lose her if she goes to college. <laughs> right, no kidding. You guys aren't thinking Can't take straight. all those classes. Nope, she's going to get yeah. smart. <laughs> right. Don't get do that. Pay the boob job. job. Uh... Yeah. Man. Jesus. If I was a hot girl, I think I would have been a, a dancer for sure. Yeah, you get yourself a hot stick. For sure. You never you never <laughs> wished we were speaking a hot stick. Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis debated last night because they're the top two non-number ones in Iowa. They still won't talk trash on Trump because they they need Trump supporters to support them if he Look can't at, run. Turn around. Look, I know I'm bothering you. Look at yeah. Tua's legs. What about him? Man, those are strong. Oh, just Look thick at legs? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like well, tree, tree trunks, tree trunks yeah. Well, he's an athlete. I know, uh, but not everybody's got legs like that. Well, no, not everybody's a quarterback in the NFL. You're but our so own people first. We You're have just to put so governor, governor. Every time he lies, Drake University, don't turn this into a drinking game because you will be overserved by the end of the night. We don't need another mealy mouth politician who just tells you what she thinks you want to hear. Just to try to get your vote. Oh, he's nervous. If you can't yeah. manage a campaign, can how voice. are you going to manage Dude, a I, I thought the same thing, and what's weird is... I can hear his voice. DeSantis was supposed to be this guy who uh, came in as like a wrecking ball. He was the Republicans, number one. He's yeah. going to take down Trump. And you saw headlines about him, but honestly, I didn't watch him speak all that often. No, I saw his face, then. and I read quotes, but once you I started seeing him voice, campaign... listen to it. Like, it's like, oh, man. He, and I, I say this, and I know... I'm guessing most people can pick up that he's nervous, but even if you can't, I can pick it up because I've worked with so many people trying to do this for a living... That I listen to their tapes, and I'm like, oh, you sound nervous, man. You need to be more confident. It's, it's instant. And you've done the same thing with people who come in and they want to get in this business. You're like, you, can hear you have a complete lack of confidence. Yep. Like, you got to go. Even if you don't know what you're saying, you got to go. Yep. Trump is great at it. Yep. I'm being totally honest. Like, I, just overconfident. Like, yep. I'm like, that guy did not put together a complete sentence. But, but, but he got, pe- got people's attention. People were like, yeah. yeah. Like, well, what did he really say? Well, I don't know. But he, he it doesn't he, matter because he, he moved forward. He was confident. Yep. Right. Yep. Obama was great at that. I mean, and it, those guys are great. But I don't know that I've heard somebody sound that nervous. I knew that he, I noticed in this whole Iowa like thing you, that he's not Like very most good. people, in the, they can be in the debates and not be good. That's one thing. But I've never heard that. Twinge no. of nervousness you, in their voice. You'd I, have to go back to like Dan Quayle, you know. Yeah, after but he said, I mean, you, he, sir, no Kennedy. I mean, yeah. something like that. It's it's bad. That's nervous. And, and well, Lazo, this is part of the news story coming up here. You, I mean, I'm assuming you haven't heard this, but there's actually a news story about 
Meatball Ron being nervous that we will oh, get really? to. Oh, really? Yeah, and you can't hear it in his voice. Every time yeah, he's campaigned, I'm like, every time he's campaigned, I'm like, man, this guy's not all that Three great at this. Because you will be overserved by the end of the night. We don't need another mealy mouth politician who just tells you what she thinks you want to hear. Listen, Listen to that. What you want to hear? hear. If you he's can't nervous. manage a campaign, he how came off mealy mouth strong, yeah. and then he was take like, the oh no. Ambassador out of the United Nations, but you can't take the United Nations out of the ambassador. Despite trailing Trump in Iowa and nationally, both candidates barely criticizing him. I agree with a lot of his policies, but his way is not my way. He also promised record deportations. Donald Trump deported fewer people than Barack Obama did when he was president. Okay, so uh, this is the other story, because you got these candidates running. Everyone now is talking about Nikki Haley because they think she could be the number one, number two, right? She sounds confident. She's witty. Yes. I mean, I don't. But then, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know anything about her politics. I, I'm only assuming that I don't like her, but she's not the worst. But I would listen good. to her. You know what I mean? She's confident, and uh, I don't think we're going to align. I've no. never voted Republican in my life. But that said, she seems qualified. When I hear enough, those, I right? She seems qualified enough. She's yeah. run. She run a big state. She knows right? Politics. She's been an embat. Like she knows. What's she knows going politics, on. and she seems pretty good at it. Yes, I, I wouldn't be losing sleep at night, right? If Nikki Haley was president, but Chris Christie was the only candidate, the Republican candidate, who did speak out against Trump, right? And he was saying to crowds, "If you can't speak out against Trump, then you're no better than Trump. Like we're not gonna, we're not gonna be able to win this thing. Trump is not fit to be president, and we need Republicans saying that he's not fit to be right. president. But at the same time, Chris Christie drops out of the race. I'm done. I'm suspending my campaign. Well, get this, he's caught on a hot mic, and I searched everywhere this morning because I kept seeing the quotes. I saw reporters regurgitating what he said. I'm like, if it's not Nobody a mic, wants where to get is caught it? on a hot mic? No, I mean it's a little better than getting caught on a hot stick, but it <laughs> right. is not better than bit. getting caught on a hot mic. So, but it, I mean, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but it is interesting. And I did finally find the audio. This is uh, him being caught on the hot mic. Yeah, that's what you get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, she's. Been- By the way, I should tell you, he's what? talking about Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, and we don't know who he's talking to, or at least this morning they didn't know who he's talking to. But he's talking about the campaign. He's talking about Haley and DeSantis. Yeah, yeah. that's what you get. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, she spent sixty-eight million so far just on TV. Spent sixty-eight million so far, fifty-nine million by DeSantis, and we spent twelve. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment? You know, and she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. She hasn't even. Been she's still twenty points behind Trump in New Hampshire, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's going to—he's still going to carry out, right? Yes. Always. Oh, I—I t- you know, talked to De- DeSantis called me. Petrified that I would. He's probably getting out of Iowa. So the quote is: He's saying DeSantis called me petrified. What's he petrified about? Petrified of of Nikki Haley? Petrified of Chris Christie? Why did he drop out out? because of that? That didn't sound bad. What? No, he didn't drop out because of this. Okay, yeah, this was another thing. He was also caught on. That sounded like something you should say during the debates, right? No, he was spent sixty million dollars. I'm punching above my weight. You're not. But then he says Nikki Haley's not up for this. She's going to get smoked. Yeah, why not say that? Right. Well, and the thing is, it's like. Oh, well, if she becomes a candidate, now it's going to be hard for you to endorse her. Well, this is what candidates do all the time. In primaries, they talk smack, and then during yeah, the general, of course. they coalesce, and they oh, say, yeah, I support this. Did he go on to say it's, why DeSantis was petrified? So they caught, that was the end. As far as I could find, it took me forever to find the actual hot mic, but as far as I could find, it looked like someone knew that the mic was on at that point, mm. and it ended there. But there's you know speculation about why is DeSantis... Shaking in his boots. But you just talked about DeSantis sounding nervous, which I thought was interesting. Right. Because well, Chris, DeSantis Chris, Chris, Chris calls... Christie, nervous. Yeah. 
I don't. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, why would he call Christie to tell me he's nervous? Maybe he was nervous that Christie's going to drop out. Or yeah, exactly. I mean, because that's what it the like. only one who would take on Trump. That's what it sounds. That like. helps him. So right. there may be, you know, all these things are done everywhere. It doesn't matter where you work. All these things between a manager and an assistant manager are done in a break room over a cigarette. It's all politics. And maybe that's DeSantis saying, "Look, man, don't drop out. You're the one. I'll take care of Haley." You got to keep hitting Trump so that, you know, as long as you could continue to hit him, it helps me. And then I'll make you the vice president or whatever. I'll give you a job, ambassador yeah. or whatever, whatever you want. Don't think that people haven't stayed in political races longer to be the hatchet man. Right. 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 And I'll look Joe Biden up. for a long time was a hatchet man. Absolutely. Absolutely. He'd go Vice on just be like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. That was, and he would be great. He was probably a prime, the most prime example in our lifetime of a hatchet man. Yeah. He did it. I mean, he he didn't have to agree with the president. No. And he didn't have to be polite. No. Exactly. And, and it was good for the campaign, for exactly. the, the administration. So I'll look that up and see if they've got any updates on that. But we got to take a break. Coming up, i got to play you the Pete Carroll speech that you haven't seen. Please don't watch it on your, on I your won't, smoke I break now. I want to play it for you because I, I do want to see. And you guys know Jelly Roll? Know him, Jelly Roll. He's like a rapper. He's like the. I think he's. He's, he's got the tattoos on his face. Like a white yeah. rapper. He's like a white. I think he's a country I wrote like rapper. Three of those songs. Okay. Is it hip hop? Maybe hip-hop. that's what it is. Yeah. Well, he was testifying before Congress today, boys, and he's never voted in his life because he's God. got a felony, so he's not re- Republican or Democrat. But that makes him the perfect person to talk about Pete what he's Davidson's, talking about. Pete Davidson's comedy special yet? He's got another one. It's on Netflix and came out yesterday or the day before. No, or something definitely like that. not. I don't like his stand-up. I like it. This one's good. I loved it. Okay. But there's a part of it. It's a funny story. And then he's like, it's the first time ever in my life I said, I need to vote. <laughs> like, the first time okay. ever. It's okay. good. You'll I like it. it. The Church of Laszlo. Hello? Hello? Hey, who's this? Uh, funny, funny, funny. Sorry, guys. But sometimes not even in here. I don't know who this is. Who is this? Nick it's Wright. Nick Wright. Nick Wright? Nick Wright, the guy. That, yeah, I used to be your sports guy, and the, then I no showed, no called for five months. The guy oh, that does, really the other guy on the last 11 months, if I'm being honest. He's the other guy happened. on that show we watched. I took sometimes. a year off. It's been a 15 year partnership. I can't take a year off. What? Oh my God. The other guy on what? He Remember sometimes we forget to turn off the TV after Cowherd's show yeah. is over? AJ, he's A.J. Hawk? And then that other show comes on with those three I guys. I love A.J. Hawk. No, 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 no. It's that show that I, sometimes I, comes I, on. Slim's talking. I can't hear him. And this is why I couldn't do this rinky-dink show. You guys can't <laughs> even get the phones to work. You guys have been in the same studio since I was uh, a teenager, and you can't figure it out. Well, you make a good point about that, A.J. I can hear I can hear you, Level. How are you guys? How's I'm good. You can submit. Slim was in the other room. That's why you couldn't hear him. Yeah, oh, I was just trying to explain to Lazo who you were. Because no go left to go get kratom. Are you guys good now? Nothing's changed. Oh. Yeah, we're going. We're, 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 I just put him on the air. We're good. We're going. Yeah, we're going. So I think we forgot who he is, and now we can move on. <laughs> I did. Send, I sent Nick an emotional text today. I have to admit, I did send him a text, and I sent the little pouty eyes. And the whole thing. I used to text him every day and just say sports, and sometimes he calls, sometimes he didn't. And I felt like, I don't need to text him every day. He knows that we'll always take his call. Right. And uh, then he got busy. His schedule changed. And so today I sent him the sad eyes. Slim texts me, yo, maybe sometime we could do sports again just once, question mark, and then the guy like with tears in his eyes. 
Yeah, and it was, and he sent it at two fifty nine Eastern. Yeah, I knew which is one minute before my show started. Yeah. and I felt, you know, I I was like, you know what? It's about to be the playoffs. The Chiefs are about to go on a historic run, starting in negative twenty degree weather. It's gonna be cold go. out there, man. Let's do this. Nick. Do you agree with the with the take that Brew had about in order to be a dynasty, you have to win two Super Bowls in a row because the other dynasties did it? No, uh, but I think that I, I, I guess I would look at it like this: if they don't win this year, but they win next year, this is a dynasty. I look That's at this, I so like I look at the Patriots. Let's say the Patriot era didn't, you know, it started in 2010, which it didn't. But let's just say it did. They would still have been a dynasty by winning in 14, 16, 18, losing in 11, and losing in 17. They would have been there five times in eight years and won three of them. None of them were back-to-back. I think the Spurs and the NBA were a dynasty. They won five. They never won back-to-back. Ah, but they won one. 03, 05, 07. So, yeah, I, dis- I disagree with him on that. It's um, kind of hard, also- though, like, I mean, because they – and I, don't, I tend to agree with you. But as we were looking at it, I was like, well – the only problem with that is that really everyone else did win one back-to-back. That doesn't mean that that's on, the only way to get accepted as a dynasty, clearly. But it, just be the it does make next think, like, oh, well, everybody else did win two in a row, you know? I, well, I don't know. Except for, I guess it, it, that really depends on how you view the Patriots. Because I don't view the Patriots as one continuous dynasty. Because I don't think you can have in the midst of a dynasty... 10 years where you don't win it. And so I look at the Patriots as 01 to 04 a dynasty and 14 to 18 a dynasty. Like that's the that's where they won their three their six Super Bowls. But after like that's the other reason why in the like Mahomes Brady conversations goat stuff or whatever Brady won 3 in his first 4 years uh as a starter. And obviously this would be Mahomes trying to win three in his first six years as a starter. So it seems like he's behind schedule. But Brady also had three total in his first 14 years. Like, he, you know, he went right. a decade without winning one. And so to me, the, you know, the Patriots I would say that I think you're right. I kind of go by, and I don't know why I do it in decades, but in my head I do. It's like, who dominated yeah, that decade? You know, it's like the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the aughts, and then the 10s, right? And so that's just yep, kind of what it feels like to me. I don't know why, but... And I don't know why. It's just human instinct, I guess. You know, I, and I got to start at zero zero to zero. you know? Like, how does that work out, you know? And, and just so we're clear, and, Buffalo going to the Super Bowl four years in a row is not a dynasty because they lost. Because they right? lost. So no one considers that a but, dynasty? I mean, it's like an AFC dynasty, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, they had, they had a conference dynasty if such yeah. a thing existed. But they definitely, no, the dynasties are the Packers of the 60s who won two championships, three championships before the Super Bowl existed, then won the first two Super right. Bowls. There you go. And then in the 70s, Laszlo, there kind of were two. Because the Dolphins went to three consecutive Super Bowls and won two of them. Right. And wasn't so one the undefeated one season? That. Was one of those? Yeah, yeah 72. Was an undefeated season. So that's kind of a mini dynasty. And then immediately following that, Pittsburgh won back-to-back 
took two years off and won back to back again. That's a yeah. Time. So in the seventies, in those ten years, years, I go four out of ten. That's the the seventies are the Steelers, and the eighties are the Niners, where they won right. four. The nineties are the Cowboys, where they won three. Right. The aughts are the Patriots, where they won three. Exactly. The teens are the Patriots, where they won three. And right now, the twenties are the the Chiefs. They got to pull it off. They got to get one more out of there. Yeah, they got to get one more. Um, and I think they'll have, you know, the big news today is Kelsey and Reed both knocked down any retirement rumors, which is great. Yeah. I also think that uh, that the weather in Kansas City is really beneficial for the Chiefs. That's what everybody says. Now, why do you say that, uh, just out of curiosity? Because I think that while people are people are allergic to this being the truth, but we've watched the whole season. The Chiefs are a ball-controlled defensive football team. That's who they are. Yeah. And that, and they're playing a finesse, high-flying offense from South Florida, and it's going to be minus 20. Well, the South that, Florida like thing we disagree about, because those people, it's not like Miami, the college team, right. they're not is playing against, you know, Minnesota no, but they, outdoors. But they, they, they practice there, but they've they played in this weather before. Hell, they, okay, some of them may have grown up in. That's I don't my even know, thing. but I that's go back and look thing. at it. Some, okay, well, of, I mean, some men have played can, their I mean, entire can, high school and college. Right, they to, grew up in Minnesota. In, yeah. you know, okay. North yeah, Dakota. I don't great. know. But, but the Dolphins franchise has lost 10 games in a row with the weather below 30 degrees. Okay. Well, 10 in a row. And so, and Tua, may, you know, their quarterback certainly is Well, not now that's the one thing that I would say yes, but then I thought about, well, Mahomes, I mean, he's played here, but he's from Texas. I don't know. The weather always isn't a concern. I think more like the the ball control and the defense. That's because the weather, nobody likes. There, there's Pat Mahomes or Travis Kelsey or, or, you know, the players that you need to come through, Pacheco, they're not walking out there and being like, negative 20. Whew. Good thing I no. live in Kansas City. I'm used to this, baby. Right, right. I mean, maybe no, you I, get it from guys who played in Green Bay for 20 years or something. But That's how I feel. I, you know, I, these guys aren't used. Nobody's going to be used to playing that weather. But I think the defense, that works for them. And I think Kansas City's defense is better. I think, you know, it's oddly strange that I know Miami's called a finesse team, Nick. But they're really similar to the Chiefs, aren't they? Like, they got a fast running back. They got two of them that runs hard. They kind of lean on them a little bit, and they're looking for something explosive, you know, a lot of times down the field. But, you know, like, you know, is the, that A-chain guy is really kind of Pacheco, isn't he? Yeah, but they well, got Tyreek. Yeah, so here's the thing. but Don't you think the style of Pacheco, the Pacheco's running style, that he is going to that he it is harder to tackle him if it's negative ten degrees. I think he I runs do. angry, but I think that other you know most start or whatever right. and H in or whatever they just they're just fast and they run hard and you know maybe Pacheco's better in this weather. I you know I don't know that's a coin flip. I think the Chiefs' defense is better. That's what I think. Which is the key to say is better and and, how, and the, by the way. That all the and I do think it's harder, by the way, just we talk about weather for everybody, but I do think it's harder for a wide receiver to catch footballs in negative 20-degree weather. And going yeah, up course. in the middle of the field and catching one in the ribs, man, that lasts. That stings, and it's harder to get up off the ground in negative 20-degree weather than it is when it's 87 and sunny. Yeah, I agree with all that, but I also think... 
I don't know. Right now, the Chiefs are 10-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, and I think that is cartoonishly undervalued. They are the uh, okay, one of the Nick, how did they score touchdowns? I've watched every game this season, and, and, and I've been at all the home games. They're obviously struggling. This team is not what you thought this team was going to be going into the season. You thought they were going to be an undefeated team. They've had so many problems, and, and just the last few games, I look at them and go, how are they going to score touchdowns? They can't win with field goals again, or can they because their defense is so good? Well, so a couple things. And this is where I think people have it kind of wrong on their evaluation of the Chiefs. They're, they're 8-0 this year if they, if they score more than 20 points. So they don't need to score 30. They, the, the, this, this defense has, a, has allowed 30 once in the last two years, and that was in the Super Bowl that they won. Um, they are they have they are undefeated this year when they when they don't lose. I'm sorry, they have one loss all year when they don't lose the turnover battle, and that loss was Week One, where one of the turnovers was a damn pick six going the other way, and even that game they were in position to win. Right. So what they, no, that's they, a true they, point. They, I agree with you. That and, and like you know, you talk about college sports, any football sport. The pick six is a killer, it's and a killer. It, it be and it's and it's lucky. You know what I mean? Like an interception sucks, but a pick six is like man, that's that's a twelve point swim because at least if you tackle them, you got a chance to go play. That pick six, man, in any football game, well, that, I think it distorts the entire game. Like you, that's hard to come back from. So in, and I agree. So I guess I'm just saying I agree with you, but I don't think people realize how big of a killer that pick six is. So, 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 like, let's just look at, so the Chiefs lost six games this year. Let's look at them. Week one of the year, you don't have your best defensive player. You don't have your tight end. You are in full control of the game. You have a pick six go the, against you. You're the, and then despite that, you have the ball at midfield down one point. And you have as brutal of a drop from the same guy who the pick six was that, so you don't get in field goal range. That's the first loss. loss I mean, you're two. also playing the Lions, and Dan Campbell is an amazing coach, and yeah, sure. probably yeah, on a yeah, Super no Bowl problem. run. So I mean, you know, it is what it sure. is. There's other you're things that go in a there. Good team. All right. So <laughs> the 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 next game um, that you play, but that you lose. Pardon me. You're playing a divisional rival who you have beaten every game for eight years. You turn the ball over five times, and you lose by more than one score, which is the first time you've lost by multiple scores in two years. That's loss number two. Loss number three, you're playing the the rematch of the Super Bowl, and you have the game-winning touchdown pass, and it goes through MBS's hands. That's loss number three. Loss number four you are playing the Green Bay Packers, probably, you know, overlook them a bit. You know, Mahomes has something of a shaky game. And, and I'm leaving a loss out, actually. Oh, no, 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 I've got it. And uh, they beat you after the non-called DPI at the end of the game, but they might have beaten you anyway. Loss number five, you have one of the greatest game-winning plays in NFL history, and it is called back because you were lined off yeah, offsides yeah, by a yeah. few inches. And loss number six, the whole reason the Chiefs exist as a juggernaut is because they have a superstar quarterback, and that superstar quarterback has one of the best, worst games of his career against the Raiders. 
has a fump up. But that game, Lanzo, within you talk about a pick six being devastating. How about in 10 seconds of game time having back-to-back fumble yep. six and pick six? Or awful. So that's how they've, that's how they've lost games. And so, and everyone talks about the offense being terrible. They finished the year with the number nine offense in football. It feels terrible because we're used to it yeah. being number I agree one with that. by yeah. a mile. I know. I agree with that. You're not and comparing them to every other team. You're comparing them to them. That's a problem, you and, know. And and, and so great dynasty teams the, go through that. And and where they can, the right where they're compared to themselves. Yeah. You think about the Showtime right. Lakers or whatever. Like you know, well they didn't blow out everybody by twenty points. There's something wrong with Magic. Well, come on. Well, and if going into the year, I'd have told you the Chiefs were going to finish. Well, we oh. lost them. Oh, no. Nick? What do you think? Hey, oh, there he is. Awesome. We lost it's you for the, we lost you for the last 10 seconds. Yeah, what was your, your, your so, final thought there? I said if going into the year, we had said the Chiefs are going to have the number two offense and number nine defense. We, we would have said, awesome. That is great. Well, I don't know. You would have spent like my tattoo's still wrong. Uh, yeah, okay, sure. So, <laughs> that's correct. Um, but instead, we have the number – it's not a good defense. It is the number two scoring defense in the NFL and the number nine offense. And then you have in your back pocket the fact that Patrick Mahomes, from a statistical perspective, is – First all-time in NFL history in playoff yards per game, touchdown interception, passer rating, winning percentage. And you have all that. And so I, I feel like now the not having the bye, not having home field throughout is problematic. But I have a sneaky feeling the AFC title game is still going to be at Arrowhead. Because I think in round one, obviously, we're hosting the Dolphins. Yeah. In round two, we're going to have to go to Buffalo and win that game. If they can do that, I think the other thing that's going to happen in round two is you're going to have the Browns going to Baltimore and facing a rusty Lamar Jackson. And they're going to win? never played well in the playoffs. So you think and I think the Browns can win that game. Okay. I think, I mean, Baltimore seems I like don't a team to think that to they're going to win, but that, you know, it's – it's really odd for me and you to be on the same page here a little bit because we haven't been over the years because I am of that old school. And you know this about me. Defense wins championships. And I think, yeah. you know, Cleveland can win any game as long as that defense is out there beating the hell out of people. And I feel that same way about the Chiefs. So there's a, so your scenario, Nick, is, is Cleveland at Arrowhead for the AFC championship game. Bingo. That wow. is my scenario. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen. That. But I didn't even consider that. I thought that the Chiefs would have to play Baltimore for sure. If they in Baltimore, and yeah. I think they probably will. But the Chiefs uh, we'll can beat see. Baltimore. The Chiefs can beat Baltimore in Baltimore. I think they can. But I think Patrick Baltimore, Mahomes Baltimore, is not scared of them. But it's a good, good team. It's a good team. If the Chiefs listen, the Chiefs are going to win Saturday. <laughs> Come on, if Nick! Damn win. it, dude! Come, Come on, on, Nick! If, hold on, if. If they beat Buffalo in round two in Buffalo, they're winning the Super Bowl. That's so that's it. the game then. That's the one that scares you the most that's is B- Buffalo in Buffalo. 
Well, the first ever road playoff game, it's loud. It's the biggest game for the Bills, realistically. It's bigger than the AFC title game three years ago in Arrowhead. It's the biggest game they've had in 30 years. Yeah, but you guys are talking about pick sixes. I mean, Josh Allen might be good for a couple of those. Yeah, he is. No, of course. Of course. I Listen, I still believe in this team. I think that that our per and now let me ask you, let me just ask you real quick I don't, I don't want to interrupt you because but did you say they would win the Super Bowl or they would get to the Super Bowl if they beat Buffalo and Buffalo they're going to win the Super Bowl they're going to win it so they beat San Francisco or Dallas Detroit it, it, it's either going to well Detroit's going to lose their first game to the Rams so oh, it'll either on, be man. Dallas Whoa. why or would the Rams. you why would you say that come on you think Dallas I think Dallas is going to lose their first game but I'm not a sports guy, but I love it. People on Twitch now are saying, you know what? Nick's making me want to download uh, the gambling apps again, and I was thinking the exact same thing. I deleted all those apps. And I was like, you know what? I need to download some apps here. Nick's starting to make me feel confident. That's a good thing. It can also, you know, I'm superstitious, so when you start guaranteeing wins, I get a little nervous, but I like, the, I like your confidence. We can always depend on you. But, I, guys, have I ever been wrong about the Chiefs' big picture? Well, I mean, you have a tattoo. That that's not, that, but again, that tattoo is proven correct. If they win the Super Bowl, that you, tattoo doesn't say twenty and zero. Well, that you said they were going to. Well, yeah, but that, yeah. So the, I said big picture. You're the word. Listen, you're worried about the micro. I'm worried about the macro. <laughs> uh, and well, the hey, macro let, is yeah. Let's ask you some other questions because I know you think the Chiefs are going to win it all. I think it's a rough. They have a rough road to go. But, I, sure. I mean, when I look at it, I think, do they have a chance as good as anybody? They have as, yep. they have as good a chance as anybody. But, man, it, it is, when you start, I mean, even if you think Cleveland's coming, I mean, with that defense of Cleveland, if you think they're going to beat Baltimore, what are they going to do to Kansas City's offense? Like, I would just say, like, don't even cover their receivers. Don't even cover them. Well, that but, would be a bad idea. But I mean, just I, I mean, I, you I, know but, what I mean. Not that's hyperbolic, but we're just going to put one guy out there. We don't have to do any fancy schemes, and we can, uh, you know, if I'm the Baltimore defensive yeah, coordinator, Mike McDonald, who is good. Like, I mean, there's, I mean, if I'm Baltimore, I mean, in Cleveland as well. I mean, I don't have to get fancy with my defensive schemes there. I mean, no, I could just true. come after Pat. Just come after him. Right, and that is, and that is a legit. Concern, but you said you wanted to ask me things non-Chiefs related. So well, yeah, uh, Belichick. Where he? Where is he going to go? Is he going to coach? What I mean? Uh, yeah, he's one hundred percent going to coach, and I think he's going to coach the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. Okay. Wow. Because they're going to lose, think, yeah. and they're going to bring in Belichick. Where's Rabel going to go? Think, here, hold on, real quick. I think that one of these three teams is going to fall flat on their face in the playoffs. And fire their coach to hire Belichick. The yeah. Eagles, the Cowboys, or the Bills. And you think the Eagles are the most likely to lose that game and fire their coach? Because I figured it would be Dallas. Hundred percent. Okay. Uh, no, because Dallas. Dallas. I don't. You know. I do. I. Part. If Dallas were to lose to the Packers, I think they would fire McCarthy. But I don't think they're going to lose to the Packers. Do you agree with me that Mike Vrabel? Do you agree with me that Mike Vrabel is the most valuable available coach right now? I think it's kind of crazy that he got fired. Um. I mean. I think Jim Harbaugh is probably the most valuable available coach. But is he um, available? You know. Well, yeah. By the way, shout out, Lazo. Congrats. That was I'm fun. I'm really, man. really, really glad Michigan won that game. 
because it's going to really soften the blow when Stafford beats you guys by 20 and Harbaugh leaves. It was really, hey, if Harbaugh leaves, I'm all for it, man. That guy came back. You you say what you're going to do and you do it. You know, uh, I don't know if he's going to leave or not. Am I root for whatever team he goes to? Would I? Yeah. Yeah, because he's not. Here's the thing. I mean, we all know Harbaugh's not going to it. I mean, he's not in uh, running for the Alabama job. He's not going to any other university to coach. So, no. you know, whatever team he goes to to coach in the NFL, yeah, I'd, I'd root for him, of course. The Chargers should hire him. Yeah. I mean, really, what I should think, happen is Chicago should fire their dope, their defensive coach, draft Caleb Williams, who I'm sure you don't like, Laszlo, and you'll be wrong about him, right. and they should uh, hire Harbaugh. Well, um, here's the thing. I've always been a little bit worried about Chicago, but then when they said they were going to keep their coach or whatever, I'm like, okay. And yeah. Kevin Warren is the GM. He's the former Big Ten commissioner. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I don't love. I don't think Harbaugh has a lot of love for management of college oh, football. A- and they're not firing their coach, so it's not going right. to happen. But the job that I think it's not San Diego. That doesn't uh, scare me of him leaving. It's Washington. Washington is a storied franchise. He can live in the same neighborhood as his brother. The mom and dad can move there. The aunts, the uncles, the grandkids, all that stuff he loves about yeah, living in a, the number two pit. Exactly. Yeah, Andy, right. him and his brother can live in the same neighborhood. Yeah, and they don't have to um, compete with each other. Exactly. Like in the same conference. That's legit. That makes sense. But I think so. I think Belichick goes. Sorry, the subway. That's I think right. Belichick goes to a team that currently doesn't have an opening. I think Vrabel. I mean, everybody thinks Vrabel is going to New England. Yeah, that would I make sense. I personally think. I don't think you fire Belichick to bring in Vrabel, personally. Right. But maybe that's what they're going to do. I think he do. should go to the Chargers, go to LA. That well, listen. I think that would be the best job for him for sure. I that's have a whole different take. I know we're going on too long, but I think Ohio yeah. State should. If Vrabel becomes open. I think Ohio State should fire Ryan Day tomorrow and bring in Vrabel. So let me ask you one thing about Alabama. Yeah. One thing before we go, I got like three minutes. Should Alabama at least have a meeting about hiring Dion? No, that's what everyone's talking no. about. No. It, it, I, look, I, I I don't hate Dion like a lot of people do, but Alabama you like him. You Alabama like him. is a college that a university that is deep into tradition. I just think a shock to the fan base and the alumni would be Dion. I don't think I mean Dion coming in. He, I just don't think Dion comes in and learns the fight songs from 1912. I don't think. Dion comes in and understands the trees at Auburn, and like none of that matters to him. And I think that would really matter to the fan base. I, I think that would just be a match that wouldn't work. I think. I mean, we know Lanning said no. He's going to stay in yeah, Oregon. Shout out Church Alive Hope fan Dan Lanning. Yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah, he he said no. I think it's Sark who could go back if he said no. Then I think it's between Lane Kiffin and DeBoer at Washington. Like, that's it. That's who you go get. Pay him the money. Yeah, I, it seems like people that know think it's going to be DeBoer. Um, 
I think it's DeBoer because I think they've already asked Sark and Lanning, and they've said no. Yeah, I mean, I think Sark is like, I got Texas. I'm not coming back. That's it. And Lanning's like, you know what? I could go, but I got a pretty good thing here in Oregon. Here's the hottest take: Alabama, Mm -hmm. not a great job. It's a tough job. It's a tough job. You know, that's that, what I mean. That's like yeah. Corolla it, taking it, it, Stern's it is, job and yeah. saying, well, you got to try. The, I mean, if you're Sark and it's like, I have all, it's not like I'm short. If you're Sark or Lane, like you're not short on resources at right. Texas or Oregon, but winning as long as you are occasionally, you know, in the playoff. Yeah, you're going to be okay. You're, yeah. You're fine. And in Alabama, because of what Saban has re- you know, made them into once again, anything short like this year was considered a failure. Right, right. I think they lost th- twice. I think the guy that probably could have gone, I'm being honest, even though he's a friend of the program, Dan Lanning, because he's so young, and he started as a graduate assistant at Alabama and then the defensive coordinator for Kirby Smart, and the fact that he's young, I think that fan base, while they wouldn't have given him a long leash, they'd have given him a longer leash. I think if you bring in somebody a little bit older like Kalen DeBoer or Steve Sarkeesian or whatever, that lease is short for those guys. Like, you better win, and you better win quick. Where Lanning, he's 33 years old or whatever, they could be like, man, we're going to get 30 years out of this guy. Let's go. Uh, it's not like that with the other guys. But he said no. My hot take, is, that, no. My hot take is Pete Carroll's going to coach there. My hot take is that they get DeBoer yeah. from Washington, and Pete Carroll coaches Washington. Yeah. All right, Pete Nick, Carroll goes back to college. We're losing it. Thank you, Nick, for calling. Maybe, maybe you could call some other time this year. I'd love to get your take on Aaron Rodgers sometime this year. I'm very interested in that. Uh, yeah, so I can do that for you. And then last one, because I am about to be on the train. I wonder if the Chargers call Pete Carroll and are like, God dog it, we have no fans. Can we convert USC <laughs> fans to Charger fans right, by right, hiring right. Pete Carroll? Yeah, right, like, that's right. the only thing. All right, fellas, I'll talk to Thanks, you Thanks, Nick. We'll see you, man. Love you. See, see you. Bye. Yo! Yo! Uh, we ran out of time because uh, somebody called. Yeah, Nick, I couldn't think. But there was one more thing, Lazo, because I Super promised I was going to do this Hawkeye. for you. I wanted to get Lazo's reaction. Pete Carroll, the coach of the Seattle Seahawks, got fired, right? I know we're kind of yeah, we're kind of going right, back yeah. here to the top of the show, but he gave a speech, gave a press conference, and in that press conference, uh, he said some things, and it's gone viral because okay. of part of the speech. And I want to play it for you. And I want to get your reaction specifically. I've been blessed with like the rarest of best friends and mentor, um, loving partner, the angel in my life. is worth crying for. <laughs> Glenn, and nobody would ever understand how significant she's been through all of the stuff that we've been through and uh, how important she is. As a, as she's just been the angel in my life and I owe you everything. Cry, baby, sissy Lala. Yeah. What do you think, Lazo? Are you allowed to cry in that moment talking about your wife? Two questions. It, it, One, are you allowed to cry because it's sports-related? Sports. But he's, but he's talking about his wife. No, it's still sports. But it's talking he's about really his wife. He's crying because he's got to quit sports. He's talking about his wife. I know, but it's all the things she did to help him continue okay, to do so sports. Okay, so he does get a pass on sure. Fast forward's right. Second question. And he knows he's old and like sport. it's over. Like, sport. It's sports. Okay. Sports. That answers, sports. that answers my first question. You consider it sports. <clears throat> Second question, and I'll be done. Mm-hmm. Does it make you 
envious that this guy has this person in his life that he's connected oh. with so well and loves so much that he cries trying to talk about her because she's so important to him. Does no. that does that make anyone envious? Yeah. Not me. No. No envy. Snow cone? No for envy? sure envy. It does. Yeah, I was going to think snow cone, I would think for sure. Be like, I want that. Absolutely. I'd like to have that. that. Yeah, I'd like of to have course. that. No, no. I'd like to have that. You know. It'd be easier. I mean, he wouldn't even be sad if she wasn't around. <laughs> he wouldn't even cry. But he's but like, but oh, she did like so much to go for me. Home and like, if you if you did meet someone and felt that way, assuming you actually felt the way, the things he said, wouldn't you like that? Well, yeah, I just don't know if they, if I can feel that way. You know, the other right? you see what I'm saying? But, like, yeah, I don't but know if like you could. Really. You, well, I guess like I'm sure. Idea. Like, yeah, I mean, of course. Like okay. you're saying, like, okay. what I, yeah, but I'm not envious of it. Okay, but if so, you, like, of course, if it was a magic, a magic button. But it's like you, if I saw a Bentley the other day, I'm like, man, that's nice, but I didn't feel envy of it. Sure. But if you have a magic button in front of you and it says, you push this button, you'll be with the love of your life. Yeah. Are, are you pushing or are you staying, staying solo? I'm a, uh, yeah. I, you know you need to think about it? How, sleep on it? How long can I have the button? You can just keep it. Keep it, but once you hit it, that's it. So you can just keep it with you in case you ever decide. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. I'm not. I'm not hitting it right now. Okay, you. you I'm not hitting. I'm not like boom. Like, I'm not ready. Let me get a couple more days here in the yeah. man cave and just keep I just going. I the love of your life. And like, like, whole idea, cave. like, hey, I need you to save me. But it would be great. But don't save me now. It would be great if you, you could know. save but that button. But the love button. of your life would be they don't want to move in. They're cool with your man cave. They hey, want to watch baseball with you. Who knows? But who knows? But I would look at that and think all those things would be like, you know what? I'm pretty happy. It'd probably just be slim. Yeah, but, but at the end of your life, you're sick, you're <laughs> dying. Daniel's walking danger. Right. But at the end of your life, you're sick, you're dying, you just hold on to that button, and that's right. when you push it. Yeah. Suddenly you have the love of your life standing by right. your side. What, to say goodbye? Uh, yes, because you uh, feel like you're loved, and she's there with you at the hospital. That's sure. when you need her. Okay. You know, that's why we, the whole reason we get married is so someone will go to the hospital. Well, hey, but that's why you have a girlfriend. I got kids. Right, I know, you have kids. You have a girlfriend, so you're like, my girlfriend will be there when I die. Right. I'm right. hoping my kids will be there. Right. Like, They'll come back, right? right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe. who knows how long I live. Maybe they'll have kids. Yeah. I, yeah. I know I'm a good dad. You have a girlfriend. That's right. why you have one. Right. I already got somebody. Right. I mean, I feel like I do. I feel do. like I, I'm hoping. Happen. I feel like I'm a, I'm a good dad. They'll be there. You, you think right will now? be. So you might not need the button at all. He did so mention. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, I, I get it. You, what, what everybody's looking for is unconditional love. Yeah. I'm not willing to give it to get it. Except for my kids. Yeah, there you go. Right? I can't give you unconditional love, so therefore you're not going to give it back to me. I, I'm going to go with that. You know, he talked about his kids. Well, you do it with, you know. Right. It's, it's, with it's, your girlfriend. Yeah. Hey, Pete Carroll, after the... I'd like for your girlfriend to be there, too, when I'm when I'm sick. I'm sure she could be. Uh, <laughs> Just pretend. Like, hold my hand, tell me you always love me, dress sexy. Like, do that. She'll do that. Will my kids run around? Like, please. Yeah. It's, it's after visiting hours, and she comes in dressed yeah, comes as a sexy like, nurse. You know I've always loved you. Yeah. Yeah, just give me all that stuff. Uh, Pete Carroll did talk about his kids in that speech. And show, me said, your, <laughs> show me that hot stick. <laughs> He talked about his kids, and he said, I thought it was interesting, he's like, I want to thank my kids because they were the only honest critics, and I'm messing up the quote here, go on YouTube and watch it, but basically saying they were the only people, they would criticize me and tell me when I was doing something wrong because they weren't scared to because they're my kids, right? right sure. And I need that. That's true loyalty, someone that Absolutely. can actually tell you when you're doing wrong, when you're screwing up, and it's the most valuable thing in the world You know, when you're trying to be successful. And I thought, that's a good point, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I don't have kids, so uh, I guess... Uh, you know, hey, look, I got half of that. You send me your girlfriend when I'm sick. You send me. I'll your send kids. me your kids. This is perfect. so they can be like, hey, we have. Because I know my nieces mm, aren't driving from right, Wichita I'll when send, I'm dying. I'll yeah. send both my boys. They'll be like Uncle Slim. We always thought of you like a dad. Yeah, you're so great. We love you. Perfect. Boom. We've got Boom. it. Boom. Right? Love it. Just love don't it. ask my kids to do what I'm going to ask your girlfriend oh. to do. <laughs> do not do that. Uh, and Promise? I'd ask. 
I'd ask my godson to be there, but he's doing nine months in the slammer. So I'm kidding, Snowcone. I'm kidding. Uh-huh. I knew I could All make right. him mad. Good show, hot stick. Stay positive, kids. The Church of Laszlo.